My name's Katrina and I'm a special needs parent and IEP coach. And I am Heather Wright, a special education consultant and certified special ed teacher. And I thought today, there's been a lot of talk in the communities that I'm part of in the Atlanta area and just even around the, the world right now about the difference between 504s, 504 plans and IEPs. <laughs> are you familiar with, obviously you're I mean, familiar with the IEP, I am, yes. but are you familiar with the 504 plan? The, yes, um, I am. But most people in the community that I'm in mm -hmm. whose children have autism and Down syndrome are not aware because they go right to the IEP. Right. They automatically qualify. There's no discussion of the 504. Yes, they've so. skipped past the 504 plan yes. and gone straight to eligibility and an IEP. Yes. So there's a huge difference between the two of them, and one falls under the ADA, so Americans with Disabilities Act, <clears throat> which is the 504 plan. And that provides accommodations, and I say accommodations, only accommodations for children that are medically diagnosed with something. Traditionally, you see it as ADHD or ADD, but it can be for anxiety it can be for depression it also can be and i don't know if you know this so if a child has come out of a surgery or a medical emergency maybe that they had broken a leg and they need some accommodations in school and they've been out of school for a set amount of time they can apply or get a 504 to have accommodations for that medical condition were you aware that that even occurred I was aware of long-term mm -hmm. um, accommodations, but I wasn't aware of short-term. Yes, and I so. that that was on one of the posts I saw the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because in my mm -hmm. own head, it's, okay, you're diagnosed with a condition or right. a medical something that is more long-term. Right. It's not curable or, you know, you right. have ADHD and you have ADHD until. Right. So you think, okay, well, I need accommodations in place for that. But it also can be, I broke my leg and I need accommodations to be able to get from class to class or somebody to carry my backpack or extended time because I had surgery on my arm and I can't use my right arm, which is my dominant arm, which right. happens. <laughs> you know, if, they, if I had surgery on my right arm, I don't know what I would do with or my left. Or <laughs> I guess another example of an accommodation would be I had surgery on my arm, I can't use it, so I get to type on a computer or yes. a tablet during that time. Yes. That would also be an example of an yes. accommodation. And there's definitely a process that you have to do with the school system to be able to get that 504 plan when that situation occurs, right. but it really is the medical diagnosis piece that gives you accommodations. Accommodations mm -hmm. strictly similar to an IEP, right. accommodations only... How, give you access to the curriculum, right? So maybe small group testing, maybe like you said, um, access to devices to type, um, frequent breaks, kind of things like that. It doesn't mm -hmm. change how you are instructed. So an IEP does not fall under ADA, it falls under IDA law, which is a completely different umbrella for individuals with disabilities. So the process is a lot more stringent and rigorous to get an IEP. You have to go through yes. the eligibility process, and you know this. And you have to do it again every few years. Yes. yes. It's, it's tedious, yes. to say the least. Um, and with an IEP, you have to be determined eligible for special education services under right. one of the multiple eligibility criteria, and then they develop an IEP that includes 
modifications, accommodations, how specially designed instruction is going to be provided. So the instructional piece really is the difference and goals and objectives is the difference to a 504 plan. Right. Now, a lot of our kids that do find that they have eligibility under other health impairment, which is medical conditions, start out at a 504. Right. And they say, okay, well, I've done the accommodations, but they're not working. There's something underlying. Yes. So they start with a 504 and then they progress to an IEP. Right. Sometimes it does go backwards mm -hmm. that a child is no longer eligible for um, special education or an IEP, even if they do have a medical diagnosis. It's not impacting them academically. And right. then, again, they're dismissed from special ed. And that's a whole other topic that we need to talk about. Please don't dismiss your child from special ed without having another psychological evaluation and testing done to say that they truly don't need it. Um, but once that process happens, and if they still have ADHD, they still have right. anxiety, they still have depression, they still have that medical diagnosis, then the team can consider moving from an IEP back to a 504. Right. Well, I will say in my case, I i mean, you know this, um, my older son mm -hmm. was diagnosed with ADHD and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And this school year, he's in uh, third grade now, and this school year, he's been having some difficulty mm -hmm. because now they're getting real grades. There are a lot more serious expectations. Mm -hmm. um, so he's been struggling. And we went to the school and we had a meeting and, and we've been discussing accommodations. Yes. And we're putting them in place on a, tri on a trial basis. Mm -hmm. But um, my plan is before the end of the school year, there is going to be a 504 in place. Even if we're at this school for a couple more years, right. I want to make sure that if administration, special ed changes, or if we move and end up going to another school, everybody has a record of what has worked and the strategies that we have in place. Yes. So, for example, um, his teacher is very proactive. And she actually keeps exercise balls in her class. That's nice. And she rotates uh, every other day um, with the students. Mm -hmm. So they can use them every other day. And then half the class use them. And then the other half. Um, with my oldest, because he has this diagnosis. And she said that he does better when he has the exercise ball. Mm -hmm. She is allowing him to use it whenever he likes. Mm -hmm. And then she also does group every day. Okay. And he likes to stand up a lot. So she has moved his group to kind of the back of the classroom so that if he stands up and down, he's not obstructing the view of right. her or their smart board or right. whatever the case may be. And they've also put um, a piece of velcro mm -hmm. under his desk for like some fidget. sensory like a fidget yeah sensory like, kind of a, like a fidget but it's mm -hmm. not distracting it doesn't make him stick out it's just there mm -hmm. so that he can get that sensory input these all don't seem like big things right but they are big for him mm -hmm. and help him focus yeah and it probably helps him regulate himself too yes absolutely you know, because there are times with the anxiety and the ADHD piece, <clears throat> you don't realize as a 
a child that's in third grade, you know, why you're fidgety or why you're wanting to stand up. Right. But you're probably dysregulated. And some of those accommodations really, as long as you're looking at accommodations that are truly impactful, positive impacting, Mm -hmm. then they truly help. And it could be as simple as that Velcro under his desk and nobody would ever know that it's there. And I will tell you, we've only had these accommodations in place, I would say for about three weeks. Mm -hmm. And he, his overall attitude has completely changed. Yes. He's in a better mood in the morning. He wants to help get his brother ready for school. After school, he still does need to decompress. Mm -hmm. Like when he walks through the door, we get his snack, and then he has to go to another room by himself for an hour or so just to kind of decompress for the day. Mm -hmm. But there's never a battle. There's no talk back. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different child. And going to bed at night is an easier process. He loves to stay up late. He thinks he's, you know, (laughs) he's almost nine going on 16, Mm -hmm. right? But when I say it's bedtime, he's coming. Yes. He's, he's with it and he's realizing that all this stuff is better. Actually, when I was driving him to school this morning, I said to him, you seem like just overall happier Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, I just feel good now. So, and I will say we have put him on medication. Mm -hmm. So that does help as well. But you can tell overall Mm -hmm. his anxiety seems less. His dysregulation seems less. Mm -hmm. His overall attitude towards life is less angry and combative. It's like everything is coming together and clicking. Yep. And it's so important. Like those minor accommodations or changes, whether the, and that was medication and whether you choose medication right. or not, those simple yet effective tools and strategies are so impactful for him. Yes. And that is absolutely the tools and strategies and accommodations that can be put into place with a 504. Right. And it sounds at this point, he might not ever need to go the next step of special excuse me special education eligibility right but sometimes that does happen yes you know because again like you said third graders something happens in the world of education and it seems just like that it explodes into such rigor and all these extra stresses and all the things so you might see that it was okay for the fidgets to start off with and then it got intense like the the learning gap was there so then you need to proceed with that but start with a 504 plan and see if some of those accommodations work. Yes. Don't just jump straight to special education. Sometimes it is necessary mm-hmm. and you can see it right away. Like your other son yes. would not have been successful on a strictly 504 plan. You are correct. You know, that yes. wouldn't have worked for him. Yes. And he needed to go. He needs to be get, pulled out of the classroom mm-hmm. in order to focus. He needed to yes. have that specially designed instruction yes. that an IEP in special education provides. Yes, absolutely. So there is a huge difference between the two of those. A 504, again, provides accommodations and the IEP provides the instructional piece and how to differentiate that instruction for a child. So both are super important but so vastly different. Yes. If you're not sure, talk to a professional. There's people in your school that are 504 chairs or know about the 504 process. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are people in your schools that are 
special ed teachers and the special ed world. So yes. talk to them. And I just want to also <clears throat> say, um, it doesn't have to affect their marks. Mm -hmm. Their grades do not have to be affected to qualify for a 504. Mm -hmm. They just have to show a need mm -hmm. or have the diagnosis. Like, like with my son, he has uh, typical grades, mm -hmm. although his standardized testing, he's testing way ahead. Yes. And that was part of what made his teacher see the see the need mm -hmm. was because his cl in class work and his standardized test scores just didn't mesh. Right. So it's not that his scores were bad. His scores are very typical for um, his age group, his his grade, but they did not match where his standardized test scores said he was capable of being. Right. And keep in mind too, and I know either we've talked about this or we're going to talk about this, but the anxiety piece that he's diagnosed with is, is and can be very invisible. So not everybody right. sees what and how impactful the anxiety is for him and what that looks like in a classroom setting. Right. So we need to keep aware of that as well. Yeah. But reach out to your school teams, talk to your pediatricians and your doctors, because again, you need to have that medical diagnosis for the 504 plan, so you need to be having that conversation with them. If you're looking for just support in the community, reach out to Katrina, special needs mom, but also, again, she just talked about her older son that needs accommodations through a 504. And yes, my title is special education consultant. I help people through special ed, but I also help them with the 504s too and navigating that. So if you need either support, please reach out to either one of us. And thanks for listening today, guys. Talk soon.